So this morning, what we're going to do, we're going to begin this series. We're going to talk about how to, how to serve like Jesus. The title I gave was how to love and serve. Uh, we're going to have to do how to love next week. Couldn't fit it all in. So this week is how to, how to serve like Jesus. And so what we're going to do is we're going to find out three essentials. The ir- irreducible minimum of three things you must do. If you're going to serve like Jesus, we're going to look at two portions of Scripture in Philippians chapter 2 and John chapter 13. And so, but as we do that, as we get rolling here, I want to give you the context for what we're talking about this morning here so we can understand the cultural setting, uh, to understand the, the totality uh, of what happened here. Because one of the things now in the time of Jesus that Roman culture was dominating the world, dominating the world here was spreading. And so there were certain social uh, hierarchies as they were progressing through the world uh, with world domination there. And there were central tenets there that were part of the Roman movement that were centered around your identity. Centered around your identity. And in Rome, there were seven classes. There were seven classes of identity here. And I want to show you this because this is going to help us to understand this passage of Scripture. So you have the Caesar there. And Caesar's like God. I mean, Caesar's like God. He has 24 people walking around everywhere he goes. Every room that he goes into, there's 24. And they're singing, holy, holy, holy is the Lord. And he is like the absolute total authority and ruler. He's the king of kings. I mean, they're worshiping him. He has all power and all authority. The great ruling monarch Caesar there. But underneath Caesar, you had a senate. And the senate was like this. You had 600 politicians. And as Rome continued to expand and grow, the senate there, they, they ruled over the provinces of Rome there. And so, as they began to take over, and then below them, you had the equestrians. And the equestrians there, there was some kind of military connection, but also they had a place of power. Now, if you had money, and you had resource, and you had land and all that, you could, uh, you could buy your way into being an equestrian there. And so they were the privileged, they were the elite people of the culture there. And when you died, you could pass it on to your, to your children there. They could be equestrians. And so, but below them, then you had the city politicians, which were known as the decurions. And the decurions were also Roman officers in the Roman army there. But here's what I want you to see. One of the things I want you to see as these four groups here, these four groups right here, these four groups, they made up 3% of the population. So 3% of the population is Caesar, Senate, Equestrian, and Decurians. The other 97% then are the citizens, the freedmen, and the servants. And so the citizens there were those Roman citizens and said they had certain political and certain legal rights that were afforded them. And so you wanted to be a citizen. You got to go places and do things that no one else could do because you were a citizen. So you'd work your way up to be a citizen. And then second, then last, second to last, you have the freed men or the freed women, which were once slaves that then bought their way, earned their way to be free. They were still under the jurisdiction of their masters, still had to obey their masters and serve their masters, but they were free. And then last and lowest, you have the servants, slaves, brutal, absolutely brutal living conditions there. And, uh, but if you had enough money, you could buy your way out of being a servant and you could make your way to be a freedman. 
And if you could certainly, you know, work the system enough, you could, you could do this. You could make your way up. You could go up and then you could keep going up. And so the whole culture, what I want us to see is this. The whole culture is all about ladder climbing and trying to get from here to here to here. They wanted to go up. Okay. So with that, with that, Jesus now enters the scene. And by the way, does this sound a little familiar with wanting to climb the ladder of society a little bit. So it's not new with us. It's not new with American culture. It's been around for thousands of years here. And so, but if it sounds a little familiar because that's what, where we find our identity today, I would suggest to you that sometimes it's all about, it's all about climbing the ladder. It's a little bit about your title. It's about your position. Okay, it's about your, your zip code. It's about, you know, where you're at, you know, on the organizational chart, you know. And so our culture is just like that culture. And that we are a culture very much that is built on the same thing as them as a ladder climbing. So Jesus then enters into this culture here that was all about status and being able to buy your way out and work your way up through the system there. And now Jesus, think about this. If you were God... Okay, if you were God, where would you enter into the culture? Would you, would you enter? I mean, uh, I, you know, I, I honestly thought through this, like, I'm good for Caesar. Like, if I'm God, you know, that's where I'm, I'm in. I'm sorry to let you down, but that's what I'm, if I'm God, like, I'm thinking all about, I, I want Caesar's job. You know, that's all those people following me and all the holy, holy, that's, that's what I want. That's what I'm into. But then think about this. Jesus does the absolute unthinkable. God, it's audacious, it's ridiculous that God, you know, the creator of heaven and earth, there, he comes in as a servant. And we're going to see, he doesn't only just come in as a servant, but he comes at the lowest point of a servant. The very lowest you could be, there was one ring below this, and that was to be crucified. You were lower than even a servant. And that's what God did. And so it's startling, it's stunning here that he comes the lowest of the low. I mean, to have the audacity. I mean, what an unbelievably humble God that we have here. And so God then does the, who comes in as the lowest of the low. He's not born in a big city. He's born in rural Nazareth. Nowheresville, nothing, dumpy Nazareth. So, so dumpy, so nothing that people say, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That's how dumpy that it was here. And so then he's born uh, in a a manger. God ends up in a box. God grows up in obscurity. No one even knows, you know, who is he works as a a carpenter, you know, a blue collar trade. I mean, that's humble. That's really humble. And so watch this. This is what God does. God starts at at the very highest where you could go no higher. Okay. And he ends up, okay, enters the world where you could go no lower. And so it's staggering and reveals much about God this morning and the good news. So the first point is this. If we're in your notes, if you're going to serve like Jesus served, number one, you got to get the mindset. You got to get the mindset. Okay, so we're going to read uh, Philippians chapter two, beginning in verse five. And I think I'll have us read this together. If you want to look up on the screens there, and I'd like you to just lift your voices loud and read these few verses with me so we can do this in community. Ready? One, two, three, go. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by 
And being found, he humbled himself. Well done. So now, to the Roman culture, Jesus enters this culture here, dies publicly on a cross, and goes lower than a servant. Became obedient to death, even the death of a criminal on a cross here. And so what I want us to see is this is that Jesus began serving us, and he said, let this mind be in you, but it's the mind that was in him to serve us. So by that I mean, I mean this, he serves us by giving us salvation. He serves us by humbling enter in to the human race here. He serves us by dying publicly on a cross. He serves us then by giving us grace, giving us love, giving us mercy, giving us uh, eternal life. So God delights in serving. And so the heart of God is a heart of service and a heart of humility here. Here's what I know to be true about us. We're not hardwired that way. We're hardwired, okay, that we want people to serve us. And so I'm hardwired, me, okay, me, the speaker this morning, I'm hardwired in my life. I'm all about, since the time I was a young guy, I wanted to climb the ladder. Since I was a little guy, my dad owned Meadow Farm Sausage Company, the largest in California. Man, I, I'm 17 peeling hot dogs. I got my eyes on the president's job, my dad, you know. I want that. I always wanted to, I always wanted to climb the ladder. I like everything, you know, sports teams. I always want to be the, I want to be the captain. I want to be, I want to be the boss, you know. I, so it's natural. I'm hardwired and you're hardwired to want to go up the ladder. Okay. We're hardwired to want status and, 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 and want esteem and all that. That's how we're hardwired. That's part of our, our nature. It's all about me and mine and, and all. And so that's how I'm hardwired to want to be able to climb up the ladder here. But you look at Jesus. You look at Jesus where he was. Okay. And, uh, and you see him. He's looking down from his throne of heaven there. He's seeing mankind. They're beautiful, but they're broken. You know, they're sinful there. So he humbles himself. And he shows us, he teaches us the mindset that we're to have here, the path that we're to follow, to lower ourselves down as a lifestyle here, because it's an upside down kingdom here. And so, and it's a mind, you have to have the mindset of Christ in that tells you, you know what, it's a, it's okay to go down. It's okay to descend and so to impact people and to help people. Okay, and to serve others here. And it's actually an honor to go down. And actually in his kingdom, the way that you go up is you go down. And so Matthew chapter 25, verse 40, Jesus said it this way. He said, look, when you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. In other words, engage the untouchable and the unlovable and the invisible and the forgotten and engage them. If you want to be great in God's eyes, what is the mindset there? It's not to climb and take advantage, but it's to go low. I don't know if you remember the game. I used to do this when, when I, I was a little guy and growing up and actually sometimes as an adult. But anyway, but it's called limbo. You ever play that game, you know, where you go lower, lower. You got to keep. And if you're not really, you know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? 
Yeah. So if you, if you don't get low enough, you're not limber enough, you know, then you're out of the, you're out like in the first or the second round, you know, but there's those people that can just kind of, kind of do it, you know, and, uh, and so what happens is, is that you have to kind of keep going lower and lower and lower. And the whole key to the game is how low you can go. And that's what we're talking about. The whole key to the kingdom game here is how low can you go and you win by going low. So there's Jesus at the top and watch. And Jesus stoops down and did something reserved for the lowest of the low. But see, my gut level reaction to that is, oh, no, there's no way I'm not doing that. Gosh, you know, I'm like, I'm like this. I'm like, oh man, are you, are you kidding me? I'm too, I'm too important for that. Do you, do you guys know who I am? You know who I am, you know, to, to, to do that, you know. And so that's how, you know, we naturally respond. And so, uh, but, um, but God uh, became flesh, became in human likeness here, died on a cross and makes a public spectacle of himself here to, so that we could be made right with God here. And so I know that in our stories, we're all at kind of different places. We're all at different, you know, places in our, 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 our spiritual journey there. But um, if you're a Christ follower now, I'd really like to press in, press into you on this to process this a little bit more. If you're new to church and all, this is what really Christ following looks like. And so in God's eyes, the best version of you, the best version of you is the humbled version. It's this version. It's the 2.0 humbled you here. And so see what God wants to do is he wants to reshape our identity. He wants to reshape our thinking. Let this mind be in you that was also in Christ. Yeah, it's not naturally within you. So it has to be shaped within you there, reset within you, that you have a new identity that's been transformed, the renewing of your mind, Romans 12 there. So, so um, the first essential, if you're going to serve like Jesus, is to get the mindset of a servant. And so if you don't get that, if you don't get that, you're just plain church for the rest of your life. So an American culture doesn't like this message, doesn't like this is, this is a, you know, the, the antithesis of American culture. So number two, though, let's move on to the second essential in your notes there. The second essential is this. You've got to have the right heart attitude. If you're going to serve like Jesus, yes, look, you've got to have it here in your head, of course. You've got to get it here. But you also have to get it right here has to be true in your heart for this, this to come to expression here. So we're going to take us to John chapter 13, a familiar story for many here. It's Passover season. People are crowding. It's like the Super Bowl there in Jerusalem. And uh, so people, a couple million people, the town is swelling to uh, a couple million. And so the disciples are there. Many of them are young. You know, they're like, they're, they're very young. So they're sitting around a table. And, they're, and, the, and what they would do in that culture is they would sit down. They would sit down. And so their feet would kind of be up a little bit like this. You know, their feet are going to be up. So it wasn't sitting at a table like we have. And typically in that culture, what you would have is you'd have a Gentile servant. The Gentile servant there would be there, and the, there would be a basin, and there would be, okay, and, the, and a towel there, and there would be the Gentile, the lowest servant of all. The Jews considered it so low they wouldn't even do it. There's no Jewish uh, uh, foot washers in the culture. They're Gentiles. So they would sit there, and then, uh, uh, and then they, people would come in, and they would wash their feet, because you know, their feet have, you know, there'd be like, 
I mean, like animal manure, you know, and dung, you know, and they're wearing sandals and barefoot and also all this garbage, you know, is in their feet. It's like, it's like gross, like gross on steroids. So they come in. So what happens to them is this. The first disciple comes in and see, there's nobody there to wash the feet. It never dawns on him, like, perhaps, perhaps I could do that. Okay. And so first one, you know, blows right by the, you know, uh, the basin there. The second one blows by. Third one blows by. Fourth blows by. All 12 blow by the basin. Sit down, they're reclining, they're having dinner, uh, a meal together, and uh, conversations happening, you know, and all. And so they're eating. And so, with that context, John chapter 13, verse 3. Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything and that he'd come from God and would return to God like the next day. And so he got up from the table and took off his robe. So there they are. They're all together. Jesus was dining with them. And he gets up, leaves the table there, takes off his robe, and wraps a a towel then, wraps a towel around his waist. Okay? So he wraps this around his waist here. And then he pours water into the basin. And then he begins to wash the disciples' feet. Begins to wash their feet there. And so now, um, this is this is unbelievably uncharacteristic of a rabbi. A rabbi would never do this in this culture. Unthinkable for a rabbi to do it. Now, they would teach about it. They would talk about it. But they would never leave their position in that culture then to actually do it. So it was shocking and stunning to the disciples for, for, for Jesus, a rabbi, to be washing their nasty, you know, ugly uh, f- feet there. And so, so what happens then? is Jesus washes their feet. And I was thinking about this. Think about the feet that he washed. And I like to just pause for a moment and drill down because I think it's insightful for us in terms of who we serve. Now think about this. Okay, so uh, who is there? Well, you know, there's there's Judas, of course. There's Judas, you know. And Judas is going to betray Jesus. And Jesus knows that. So there's Jesus, knowing that in 24 hours, Judas is going to betray him. And there he is washing Judas's feet. This is God. I'd be like, I think I'll like break, you know, the ankle. I think I'll break the leg. At least I'll take out his ACL. I mean, I'll do something, but uh, he's not going scot-free. But I am going to revenge him for my death. And so, he, so he takes care of Judas there. And then, you know, uh, another disciple comes in. And, uh, uh, and so have you ever been betrayed by anybody? Anybody ever let you down? And see, Jesus served the person that betrayed him. He said, let this mind be in you, what I did. I'm, I'm giving you this as an example for you to do. And then you have Thomas here, and he, he's going to doubt Jesus. He's going to doubt what God did in his life, that God raised him from the dead. He's going to doubt that. And there he's washing and taking care of, of Thomas there. And have you ever had somebody doubt you? And that they doubted you that you could, they doubted you would make it in your marriage. They doubted you could get into school. They doubted that you would be successful. And they doubted you. And I think of the people that have doubted me, and I, I was like, I've got a list of the people that have doubted me in my lifetime. Do you have, do you have that list? You know, it's like, I, I could remember who doubted me. It's like, I just want to prove you wrong because you doubted me, but serve you? So Jesus said, Jesus is serving the one that is going to doubt him. The one that said, you know what? You're not good enough. And I, I don't think you have what it takes. And uh, you know what? Uh, I don't think you'll ever be good enough. Jesus is serving that person there. And who else is there? 
There's Matthew. You know, Matthew was a traitor, essentially, because Matthew, what he did here, he's a tax collector, and, uh, and he sided with Rome instead of the Hebrew people. And he ripped off the, his own people and gave the money to Rome. He's essentially a traitor. Have you ever had a person in your life that was a traitor to you, and so let you down and so offended you, and then you had the opportunity to serve them? You see, you uh, see, so you have deniers. You have Peter, and there's Peter there, and he knows, you know. Uh, and Peter's like, Peter's like this. Oh well, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Um, duh, Peter. He just washed the last six people's feet. You're next in line. Uh, I think he's going to want to wash your feet too. So, Lord, you're not touching these bad boys. You're not, you're not washing my feet. And then Jesus said, yeah, yeah, I am, Peter. You don't understand what you're talking about. And he said, oh, okay, yeah, well, let's, I like, he's so human and so honest. Yeah, let's do the whole thing. Just do, the, do my whole body then, okay? So, but you have those people in your life. They denied you. They failed you. They were a traitor to you. They doubted you. Okay, so, and we're dealing, I just want to see this, that we're dealing with all of the same people that Jesus dealt with. The ones he dealt with are the ones you deal with the same people here. In your school, your neighborhood, at your workplace there, your families, you deal with the same people. I remember when my dad doubted me once. And I was offended to my core, the core of my being, that my dad doubted me. That, that uh, he, he had doubted me for college. I just wanted to like, I loved him, but I just wanted to take him out, you know. And so, uh, but anyway, so there's Jesus on his knees, the posture of a servant, serving those that are doubting him and denying him, the traitors. They all abandon him, and he's serving them. And so, so, so what about us? How about you? Jesus said, let this mind be in you and serve others. Humble yourself here. Get it straight here. But you got to have the right heart attitude also here. And I'm talking about the people don't believe the same things as you believe. The people don't vote the way that you, you vote there. The people that hurt you and failed you. What are you going to do about them? And so see, can you still serve them? The mindset says, how low can you go here? Jesus said, you know what? You need to get on your knees and you need to serve. Verse 6 of John 13, Jesus said, When Jesus came to Simon Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And so Jesus replied, You don't understand. You don't understand what you're asking here. You don't get it, Peter, like you're clueless. It's only been three years here, but you're clueless here. You understand what I'm doing. But someday, Peter, it's going to click. You're going to connect the dots, and you're going to understand. And so Jesus is saying, recognizing that these guys here, they're going to deny me and fail me here. And they're going, to, they're going to abandon me here. But Jesus, he goes ahead and he, and, he, and, he, and he washes their feet anyways. And he's essentially saying this. Saying, I don't play by the rules. I don't play by this cultural rule. This is not what we're about. This is not what the kingdom is about. And in spite of that, I'm going to serve you. Though I'm, I'm in a place I could be no higher. I'm going to serve you, my creation here. And, uh, and there's not going to be a hierarchy of culture which dictates what I do here. This is about the kingdom of God now. And so my question to you is like, what is your mindset? What is your mind? What is the posture of your heart? And can you serve the betrayers and the deniers and the doubters and the traitors and the ones who abandon you? Or... Are you only going to serve the people that serve you? Only the people that, you know, that, that serve you and serve your agenda 
and you're all about them uh, and doing that, or are you gonna gonna let that mind and that that heart attitude be inside you? John 13 says this, and since I, Jesus said, your Lord and Savior, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet, and I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. And I tell you the truth, slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. Now that you know, now that you know these things, now that you know, he says, God will bless you because you heard them. Is that what it says? God will bless you because you know these great truths. Is that, is that what it is that what it says? God will bless you at the hearing because you listen to the podcast. God will bless you for doing them. So the blessing is not this morning in the hearing. The blessing is when we leave here in the doing. So I want us to see this here. I want to see this. Uh, I want you to see this here. Let me, uh, let me, let me tell you how I see this. I just thought of this just this morning. Just thought of this just this morning. So okay. So what Jesus is saying, saying this. Look, if you get it right here in your head, okay, you have to have the right mindset. With being willing to humble yourselves. Okay. Plus, okay, you get it right in your heart. Okay. So you got to get that right. Got your head, your heart. What he says is this, is this, this will lead, point number three in your notes, to action. You have it right in your head, you have it right in your heart attitude, it comes to expression in your actions. And so, so Jesus said, do what I do. He said, do you understand what I'm doing? I've given you an example to follow here. And so you should wash others' feet. And this is critical for us here today because if Jesus does it, what he's saying is, then you need to do it. If you're his follower, that this is not, this is not a, 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 a cute sermon, a cute message. This is your life. This is your life if you're a Christ follower here. And so, so tomorrow, um, tomorrow, well, let's say tomorrow that you showed up at my house, 950 Creekside, and you showed up with a toilet scrub and you said, you know what, uh, I just want to show you how much I, I just want to, I just want to scrub your toilet. I say, you know what? You're on, baby. And I let, I let you go. And, uh, and my wife would love that too. And so, and if you did that, you would show me that you love me. <laughs> 950 Creekside, baby. <laughs> 950 Creekside. So you would show me that you loved me. But what if, the next day, the Secret Service show up at my house. And the Secret Service have canvassed the place. The helicopter comes in and they say, uh, are you Rod Collins? Yes, I'm Rod Collins. Rod, the President of the United States, is here this morning. And he wants to scrub your toilet. <laughs> okay. The shocker, the shocker is not in the cleaning of the toilet. The shocker is who cleaned the toilet. 
Not that somebody would do it, but, but who did it? Here Jesus is face to face with God. Okay, the bread of life, the, 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 the fountain of living water, the resurrection and the life we, we talked about last week. Sovereign God, majestic, holy God, uh, going to the feet of the disciples there. And here's the promise is you'll be blessed if you do this. God has ever, God has called every Christ follower to do something high. Okay, to do something high here, but it happens when you go low. Then there are no exceptions there. And that the way up is down here. Watch this. And you'll be blessed if you do them. So blessed, you know, like we hear the word blessed, you know, I'm blessed, I'm blessed. You hear it on Facebook, you hear it on Twitter, you know, blessed, you know, uh, hashtag blessed, you know, college scholarship, you know, uh, got the, uh, you know, unexpected raise, I'm blessed, you know, uh, I got the, uh, uh, wonderful family, I'm blessed, you know, I always throw that word around in, you know, all the time in culture. And so it's been so diluted. It's been completely and utterly diluted, uh, in compared to what it means here. And I think for some of us, as we unpack this, it's going to explain your life. It's going to explain your life. It says, because if you do this action here, ultimately what, is ha- what will happen is you will be blessed. That with the action comes blessing. Got to get it, the right head, our mindset, our heart attitude comes to expression and action. You'll be blessed. That's the promise. But watch this. What does blessed mean? In the original language, it means fully satisfied to the depths of your being. You cannot be satisfied. You can't experience this any other way. But you'll be, if, if you will go low and serve others, you'll, you'll experience a satisfaction that you can't even get your mind around. You'll be satisfied and explains why so many people are not satisfied when they're, they're living their life, you know, for themselves there. When they don't go low and don't, I mean, this is God, you know, God who wired us up, God who created us said, look, if you want to be satisfied, this is how it happens. There's, there's no other way to, to experience this level, this deep level of satisfaction. It's the deepest level of satisfaction that a human can experience. It also speaks of having receiving God's favor. Receiving God's favor on your life, regardless of the circumstances. No matter what comes, no matter what goes, you will experience God's favor and a, set, and a deep level soul satisfaction there that only comes this way. And so uh, the deepest level of satisfaction imaginable here. So think of this. Jesus, getting back to Philippians, comes with this mindset of humility. Okay, of humility, posture of, of a servant's heart. He serves us. And how blessed is he that God has given him a name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, every, every tongue will confess that he's the Lord. I mean, he's that blessed here. And so let me summarize it this way as I close, as I close. And so mindset, head, what, what does that mean in your notes there? What does that mean? How, how, do we, how do we express that? Simply go low. Go low. Be willing to serve in the lowest place there that God would make real to you. You descend, you descend then into greatness. Okay. So maybe where you don't want to go, maybe where you feel uncomfortable, go low. Number one. Secondly, let's go last. Okay. The hard attitude that is willing to let, let others go first. You, you go last 
And then lastly, is to go and to love. To go and to love. And this, friends, friends, this is how we can serve like Jesus served. It'll work. Because we're called to a lifetime of washing feet. That's what we're called to. Lifetime. Washing feet. Whether you're in a school cafeteria, whether you're in the marketplace, whether you're in downtown, wherever you're at, that's what you're called to. So as we close, I want to create some space to process this. I want to create some space as we're going to take communion in just a few moments here. Because if you're a Christ follower, you're called to a lifetime of serving, watch, following the example of a foot-washing God. He's a foot-washing God. So that's what we're, we're called to do. And I don't know about you, but, but I know myself that if there's a little bit of wiggle room, I can usually find a way to, to wiggle out, you know. And I can agree with the message, and I can uh, even celebrate a message, applaud the message. I can laugh. I can enjoy the message there. But what I know is sometimes there's a little wiggle room. I'll find a way sometimes to, to, to wiggle out there. And so I want everyone this week to be able to think about this and process this. How can you serve like Jesus? So I want to ask you four questions in closing. These four questions of application. So who are you going to serve? Who are you going to serve? What person comes to your mind right now? I mean, somebody on the boardroom, maybe in the living room, maybe in the classroom, but somebody that you are going to serve. And, uh, and so you're leaving here and you're going to, um, you're leaving figuratively speaking with, with a towel, with a towel. So who is it then? Who is it that you're going to serve here? And this is what I'm asking of you. Don't go safe. Take a risk. Get out on a limb. And think of somebody outside your comfort zone. Who are you going to serve? Maybe somebody that doubted you. Maybe somebody that didn't believe in you. Maybe somebody that denied you, betrayed you, abandoned you. Who are you going to serve? Secondly, like, where? Where will you serve them? What location? Thirdly here, maybe take them out for coffee. Maybe, I don't know, but where? And then how? How are you going to serve them this week? Who, where, how are you going to serve them? A little guy was asked this question in junior high school and, and, uh, and said, hey, how are you going to serve, how are you going to serve your, your family and how are you going to serve your little brother? And he says, I'm going to let him ride shotgun. It's all about he gets to ride shotgun and I'm going to break down. I'm just going to let him ride shotgun. What's it going to look like for you there? And fourthly, like, when? Can't be next year. Can't put it off. Can't procrastinate forever. When you get around to it, when you like, like, when are you going to do this? I like to say, suggest this week. 
Some of you slackers will wait till Saturday night, but uh, uh, maybe some will get after it tomorrow. But, um, <laughs> but when? And so, the Jesus series, we can serve like Jesus. Would you bow your heads with me? And Father, when you give us the opportunity to serve you, and we tell you about it, and you say, well done, do it again. And when we do it again, and you say, awesome, go low, go last, and go love, and do it again. And Lord, when we continue to do this, it becomes our mindset, it becomes our posture, it becomes what we do and, and who we are. And Father, may we go as low as we can go, that you would be lifted up. And so, Father, help us this morning that we would be ambitious in you, ambitious to go low, ambitious to serve. So, Father, I pray that we would be blessed, the blessing that would bless us more and satisfy us more than anything else. May we go deeper and deeper with you, to go low and go last and go love. I pray that you would do what only you can do. Thank you, Jesus, that you are a servant that you served in humility and love, that you are a foot-washing God, and you change our hearts from being selfish to being servants. And may we be a true reflection of who you are by doing what you did. In Jesus' name, amen.